You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's your friends at Kapow, the pop cultured podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Well, when Michael's not here, it's much easier to get through those introductions. <laughs> We're not jockeying for position. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, the voting is over. Uh, clutch MOV. Oh, yeah. Our, uh, is it? Our, uh, yep, the voting was just through last Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they they haven't revealed the results yet. As we said, no, so man. we were up for best local podcast, as you may have heard us talk about a couple times. We don't care, but we talk about it all. The time. We sure don't care. <laughs> nah, doesn't mean anything. So yeah, if you voted for us, thanks a ton. If you discovered us through that list of local podcasts and were curious, even better. Even yes. much better. So thanks for sticking around. And if we find out that we've won by the time this comes out, be prepared because somehow, some way, you bet your ass we're going to have T-shirts made that say <laughs> "Best Podcast Mov." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Now what how, many tra- how many tramp bucks are those? Tramp <laughs> that what happens if Dueling Ogres win? We just wrap it up, call it yeah, a night. We, yeah, we're done. <laughs> oh my god! I never admit, thought of that. Just timeline. admit they beat us. Yeah. Ugh. We say, sirs, you are the better men. You, you have won this battle. Good day. Two hundred seventy episodes is all it took. Fiona, <laughs> you are our new king and queen. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna try to power through this one pretty fast, but I, I we have to pause. I'm sorry, right at the top. This is an anniversary of sorts, and it's a sad anniversary for a lot of Americans. This, it's been a year. People seem to have uh, – March 11th was the day COVID-19 was declared a pandemic, and that seems to be – it's going to evolve into some weird yearly holiday or uh, m- uh, remembrance, we'll call it, I'm sure, which also happens to be my oldest nephew's birthday. So he's going to get to celebrate his birthday every year when people are going to keep bringing up He's a bubble boy. COVID-19, yeah. So <laughs> it's our anniversary as well. Uh, March March 14th. They, kept, they declared it a pandemic on the 11th, I realized. And March 14th was the last time we recorded in person. We You can't pandemic so, us. It takes so, us a week to get the news. <laughs> yeah. so three, three, three days. I remember sitting around the table feeling like, should I be here right now? I thought that too. I can't believe they came over. <laughs> you could have just locked your door. I, I had to freaking tear down all the plastic to let you in. Like, okay, I guess we're doing this. So that that Friday night, the 14th, we recorded. We, we did a couple of things. So I, I want to flash back a year here real quick. Hmm. What was the happening? All right, so February of that year, we had just done the number two hundred anniversary clip show. So yeah. was just just a, a little over a year ago, we were at number two hundred. All right, that episode came out February eighteenth. The episode that came out February twenty fifth, we were talking about the Oscars, which haven't happened yet in a normal year. The Oscars yeah. would have already happened, and we reviewed Bad Boys for Life and Birds oh. of Prey. The only two movies I got to the theater to see yep, last me year. Me too. Yeah. Yep. We were watching McMillions on HBO and talking oh, Lock. We were and hungry key. for fries. <laughs> and Lock and Key was the big discussion on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So <clears throat> March, March eleventh. Yep. These are episodes we had recorded already. March eleventh, Riverdale was at chapter seventy-one. Hope how to get away with murder. It was the "Hope You Like Madonna" references episode where mm, we that was a class. We snuck in. We snuck in Madonna every Madonna song we could think yeah. of. Unplanned. Unplanned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't I remember, remember why. I remember that holiday. <laughs> uh, so March, March eighteenth, the episode came out called "Hunkered in the Bunker," 
So that would have been the last one we recorded. We talked about the classic wow. plastics expo I had went to, probably mm-hmm. ill-advised. I took my yeah. nephews to a comic con at the end of February. Wasn't crowded, great deals. <laughs> <laughs> Everything must go. So then March 27th, the episode we put out. This was us at our at our at our most gutsy. A 20-minute episode we put out called See You at the Crossroads. It was us just explaining how we're going to do this new segment. <laughs> Lots of ping pong balls. I had an idea. What, what are you saying about the ping pong balls? What if we do a podcast episode about a crossover? Any crossover. Most ridiculous crossovers there have been in comics, TV, whatever you guys want to do. We're gonna, then we, we randomly pull one out, and that's what we're going to do. That's the one you're going to do. So we don't have to figure out which one we're going to do. We just do the one we pull out. We have a crossover. There's still a box of ping pong balls sitting over here. I thought about that the other day. I was like, they're still sitting there. <laughs> so we were going to do shows about famous pop culture crossovers. And we, Which t- we didn't it. do that. I mean, yeah. You know. ex- but but this episode, we explained it for 20 minutes <laughs> and then put a bow on it and put it out as an episode. <laughs> this is what the pandemic did to us. Like, this is fine. Just content. Just put it out. So that was it. That was the last thing we talked about in person were these ping pong balls. No regrets. Oh. All right. So we and took no time off. March 27th is when that episode came out. April 7th. We were back. April 7th. Our Who was Zoom, ready for us? We were Zooming. Yes. So this first one, Seth was still at work. Yes. Mm. I remember Cliff this. We're quarantined. So we got Michael back. This was Michael's first trip back. Yeah, because we weren't working. We were all at home. We were all we we were all at home. So we figured out how to do Zoom, and we just did it kind of as a practice. I never got to stop working. That was the fair part. Don't bring that part out. (laughs) So that episode, if you want to hear it, is called "Garbage Cans of Meat." And of course, what did we talk about? Tiger King. What everyone Uh, on the planet? Oh my god. The first week of quarantine, you and Michael were all about Tiger King. And we talked a lot about pop culture, what we think pop culture is going to look like in the next year. So that that would be an interesting one to go back and listen to. Us not knowing what in the world was happening. Uh, April 15th, the very next week, we had assembled on Zoom and just like we've always done for the past year. So April 15th was the first full episode where we, we actually had... That last episode, we didn't even have categories. We didn't we barely talk about anything. It was just kind of BS. Uh, that episode was called On Fire and Sticky. Because <laughs> we were talking about Walking Dead and the zombies. They they, yeah. they, 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 they sugar mapled and uh, lit on fire. Uh, we talked about Onward from Disney Plus and Westworld Season 3. So that was a year ago. Hmm. And then wow. April, 20, April 28th. The Crossroads. We did an episode, the Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman. Oh, great episode! And our famous uh, Star Wars theory, uh, theory that the the Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman crossover predated Star Wars, and Star Wars ripped off the Bionic Man. See the see our YouTube video <laughs> goes in deep detail. I have not watched that since then. I should watch, like, I should watch that. I was on something when I made that video. <laughs> and then I confronted the writer of yeah. the episode of you Six Million Dollar Man. Called him out and said, What I did? And he answered me and said that I was on something. He said, No, nah, I just think it was a coincidence. I beg to differ. So that's how our past year has. That's where we were a year ago. It, oh my God! Most of that doesn't feel like a year ago. No. You know, like I remember editing that that Crossroads episode forever, <laughs> trying to get get it to export because it was so long. 
it had so much stuff added into it. Like, oh, I, I think I we, spent a week on it. We have an embarrassment of riches. We have to just admit that we have so many segments now that we can't get to any of them. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan and I have been wanting to talk about comics for weeks and weeks. <laughs> We've got Crossroads waiting to talk about. We got we got to talk Charles Barkley versus Godzilla. <laughs> I right? bought I bought Charles Barkley versus Godzilla, and I, and I was just gonna give you let you guys read it. But now we can't even be in the same room. We cannot right. share comic material. And, and we've got all different new new kinds of do ways to do a countdown. We got all kinds of different neat things to do, but it's all so sitting on the shelf. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're, we're not going to be Riverdale very soon. So anyway. We already pump out content, and yeah. we want to do even more. Yeah, so we exactly. do too much as it is. No yeah. no one can listen to all the no. stuff we put out. You pick and choose you. what you like out of it and listen to that. But so anyway, we got – can't be on here forever. We got next half hour we're going to talk about what, so a few things we've been watching. A few of the – we've been watching all kinds of stuff. But we're going to get the cream of the crop. Talk about it here. So There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. I'll, I'll just start real quick here. I know yeah. I mentioned, mentioned I was watching The Expanse, and that's a cool sci-fi show. But I took a break from watching The Expanse to try out a show that I was unclear what it was. I definitely had the wrong idea of what it was called search party and it's on hbo it originally was a tbs tnt Mm -hmm. show do you guys remember that girl chantal witherbottom oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh she sucked well she's gone missing what do you mean gone missing she's like a missing person well where is she that's the question why portia no one at the table knows i want to find her but i need your guys's help (laughs) We have to do this. This is our destiny. Sorry. How long is this going to be? Because I had like 30 other options tonight. I just want you to know I chose this. Let's put the pieces together. Let's figure it out. No. There is a lot going on right now, but this is very exciting. Not to get us distracted, but these mannequins look exactly like us. I'm being followed. Who are you? We are good people who were subjected to a, a really unfortunate situation. And that's all. Taking a grave is just such a weird way to end my day. Whoever sent these knows what we did. We are a really great team. We'll figure this out. God, I can't go to jail. I'll die in jail. They'll all resent my personality and kill me. Dark comedy. Um, it's got Alia Shawkat from Arrested Development, maybe. And it is unlike anything I've ever watched. It, I, And that's what I like about it. Like, they will do things that you think they're not really going to do this. They're, they're not, you know. But basically, I don't know why I thought this is ridiculous. I don't, I, must have saw a commercial at some point, and I thought they're stranded on an island or something. You know, I saw a million commercials for that when mm-hmm. it first debuted, and I—that's th- the impression I got. It didn't look like anything I would ever want to watch. Yeah. So I'm not sure the marketing maybe missed the boat then. If if you're if you're yeah. saying it's it's really good, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't. I didn't get it, and I just didn't care about it. And I don't. There's some of those dumb comedy type things that I just don't. They're not for me. And I thought that's what this was. It's not, but it's just a dark comedy about four self-absorbed 20-somethings who get entangled in an ominous mystery when a former college acquaintance suddenly disappears. That's a good description. But they, they, Alia Shawkat is the lead. There's, it's an ensemble. There's three other people. I've never seen them in anything else. Uh, another girl, two guys, and it's just she sees a poster, you know, like a, a missing poster on a telephone pole, 
and she recognizes the girl as someone they went to college with, but a bear just barely know the person bumped into him in the hallway, but she just kind of becomes involved, you know, entranced in trying to find her. Like what, what, why is she missing? What happened? You know, and, and because things aren't going so well in her life, she comes absorbed with that and trying to find that. So find this girl. So, but meanwhile, it's just the whole, the whole show is just ridiculous. What it, what they do in their daily lives and how silly they act. And, you know, you get, it, it has an arrested development vibe. I'm really impressed with her as an actress. Like I I've liked her fine when I've seen her. I can't remember what I've seen her in other than arrested development, but I know she's been in a couple other things, but I really enjoy her in this show, but it, it, I, it's just, it's something you got to try. I would say, you know, I hate, I hate when people say this, that you got to give it time. But really, the second and third season are very strong. Those two seasons are so strong. It's just you got to get there. The first season is too, but it, it just, it ends. When it when the first season ends, you're like, I are you kidding me? This is how this is ending? and And the next two seasons are just great. And then there was a fourth season that's also good. It just goes in a direction. And they are not afraid to do anything, basically. And it's if you're I like I said, I was watching a show I was really enjoying, and I stopped it and watched this entire series, <laughs> four seasons. And apparently it's been renewed for two more seasons. And I'm I'm psyched because it's great. So if you're looking for something very bingeable they're 20 some minute episodes so you're just like buzzing through them love the theme song great theme song so that's all i'll say about it. you should try it that that's pretty old but i think i got that beat what i've been watching okay <laughs> i've been watching the prisoner patrick mcgoon is the prisoner trapped in a strange terrifying prison does anyone know the, the British show from the 60s? Anybody? Patrick McGowan? Uh, so this was... It's on Prime. A lot of people are curious about what lies behind your resignation. They want to know why you suddenly left. A man like you is worth a great deal on the open market. The information in your head is priceless. I don't think you realize what a valuable property you've become. What a valuable property you've become. It only lasted one season. It's 17 episodes. And I'd had it in my queue for a while because it's like, it's kind of famously classic sci-fi that a lot of people I like have referenced it. Like people who have made movies and shows I like all like the prisoner growing up as kids. So like, it's something I've always wanted to check out, but just never had. And then I saw several people comparing WandaVision to it. And I thought, well, now's the perfect time to watch this. So, so I'll at least watch the first one or two just to get a vibe on it. And I, I have ended up loving this show. It is uh, Patrick McGowan. He played uh, the King in Braveheart, Longshanks as an older man so that's probably what he, uh, the movie he's most famous for but this show is cult favorite has made him famous he's he's a british uh, intelligence agent and within the first five minutes of the show he tries to resign he doesn't want to work as a spy anymore and he is drugged and wakes up in this small little coastal village and everything's just this idyllic little beach town and everyone's friendly and waving hello. And he realizes he's trapped there. They won't let him leave. And everyone is given a number. So he is number six. We never learn his actual name. And it's all it's 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 all about like paranoia. There are cameras everywhere. They're listening to you and watching you. And and he doesn't even know who did the British take him to make sure he didn't spill any secrets. It was at the Russians, you know, who, who captured him as a spy. They're trying to get information. They want to know why he quit. 
And so it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's every episode has a weird like twist to it where you think he might figure out what's going on, but Oh, someone has betrayed him or someone's working for the bad guys the whole time. And, and was just messing with him or he's they're They're given, they're brainwashing him. The one, my favorite episode so far, they, they like, they took him away in the night and replaced him with another guy who looked just like him. Like they gave plastic surgery to him or something and like made it and said, and changed his number to number 12. And they said, you need to go break number six and like, and figure out what he's like, wait, but I'm number six. Like, no, that's number six. So it's like, it's all these mind games and weird, like sci-fi avant-garde look to it, but it's all about, you know, being an individual you're, you're a man you're not a number and that kind of stuff so i'm about halfway through it so far and i it, it definitely had a wandavision feel of like waking up in a place what is going on here it's way too it's way too peaceful and tranquil something dark. These episodes? they're 50 minutes a piece so like would have been an hour with commercials so I see, yeah i see there's 17 episodes yeah um you said did you say it's a prime prime yep yeah I may check that out. And it it's got silliness to it. It's got a there's a little bit of a Doctor Who feel, like that, yeah. you know, weird, you know, uh it's supposed to look like futuristic technology, but everyone's sitting in those like those plastic chairs shaped like eggs and stuff. Like it's a very <laughs> mod British look to everything. So it take it with a grain of salt, but I've I've really enjoyed it so far as a uh, uh something that fits you know today's uh, what you know? What's what's going on in the world today? And uh, Big Brother and and uh, privacy and that kind of stuff. But with a you know talking about it that that many decades ago. I'm going to suggest something I think is fairly pertinent to our interests. I did. I kind of handed it to uh, Cliff when we were talking earlier, but. I'm sure he was going to get around to watching this. He just didn't know it exists yet. But uh, there's a show that just came out on Hulu. It's not a show. It's a documentary. It's I think it's an hour and 12 minutes. It's called Kid 90. Director is saying the minute you walk onto the stage, you're no longer a child anymore. You're an adult. Did you miss me? There were 12 kids in the business. We all knew everyone. We would talk for two, three hours and fall asleep on the phone. We were just so close. I carried a camera with me everywhere I went. We weren't concerned about the internet. We did the things that teenagers did. We just happened to be in Hollywood. Hey, what's up? This is Mark Wahlberg calling for some lays. It was all kind of innocent to begin with. Then it just... <laughs> we got pretty crazy. It was like our 60s. <laughs> I started developing rapidly. People were calling me Punky Boobster. The last couple weeks have been weird having guys pinch my ass. Men treated me more like a woman and not a 13-year-old. This business, I don't feel it's a place for children. You start getting in your head, worrying about how you're perceived. Friends were reaching out for help. It seemed like I was losing a friend every week. And it is Soleil Moon Fry, apparently back in her heyday, after the when she was super young. She grew up a little. She started videotaping everything and saving all her voicemails, just every, every recorded everything in the 90s, basically. And she was friends with pretty much every child actor there was in television and some movies. And just she knew everybody. She was going through a lot of stuff. You can imagine, like, you know, how her career was developing and uh and she put it away for 20 years and never looked at it and then got it all out and made it and made a documentary about it and it's it was really good it was do you see tons of stars like uh you know back then just all all brian austin green and david arquette and guy from house of pain uh uh, all, all these kids, uh, Mark Paul Gossler, everybody was there. They were all partying together. So, and she's just got footage of everything. It's just kind of amazing that it exists and it focuses a lot on her life. I, I'm not going to tell you more about it because I knew, knew you're going to watch it, but um, I know that Punky Brewster thing came out, reboot, 
And yeah. it's a good good companion piece. If you like that, you can kind of see a little behind the scenes of what how her life went, you know, back then and what all she was doing after the after her after she hit big with Punky Brewster, kind of how it is to grow up when people don't want you to. So I Googled it. I thought it was pretty good. It was a nice length. It's nice and short. Yeah, I, I Googled it to see where it was streaming because I didn't know. What's and that? I Googled it to check to see where it was streaming. And the top headline, Rolling Stone called it the Goodfellas of 90s child star sagas. I don't know what that means, but I think <laughs> that, sound, that sounds good. But Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll run across it. Uh pretty quickly at this point so um yeah i haven't watched much at all i was telling you guys uh i i did manage to carve out a little bit of time because everybody was talking about coming to america too you must heed my words before i'm gone my son now you will be king But the throne must pass to a male heir. Hakim, it appears you have a son. He must be found. Prepare the royal jet. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your majesty. Come on! I'm back! Say it again! It is so good to see you. Well, I'll be damned. Look who done come up in here. Hey, it's Kunta Kinte and Ebola. The famine and blood diamond. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. Those hungry babies with the flies on the face. Hey, oh, 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 that's too much. Oh, now, you oh, stepped yeah. over the line. Now, we won't be talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to have to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. So what you doing back here, Hotel Rwanda? <laughs> I'm back. Say it again. Which premiered this last week on Prime. And uh, the, the 30 years later, um, they brought back pretty much most of the cast, except for, um, you know, like the uh, Eric LaSalle and, the, and the, his family. They couldn't get them, I guess, but pretty much everybody else is back. And uh, I'm sure you guys probably watched it. We're all we all really liked the original movie. Um, well, it's in my top 100. <laughs> one of the one of the few comedies in there. It's a classic. I, see, okay, so you would have different expectations than me because right. I, you know, I I don't even remember watching it like it's not one i rewatched over and over again i just i rewatched it a week ago just to prepare <laughs> to prepare for this but it's, it's not something yeah. i i hold really I quote it close in my life all the time yeah so there are two like, different yeah, kinds of original. viewers <laughs> yeah. there are yeah. the viewers like you you guys who could quote it and me who's like oh, i kind of remember that so it didn't hit as hard yeah. for me and that that nostalgia kind of look but it was no it wasn't bad by any stretch it was it was enjoyable yeah, I thought it was yeah, I, I, good enough. <laughs> extra, it was it was totally good enough. Yeah, I didn't love it. No. I didn't like how I didn't like how little of Eddie Murphy it technically was in it, but the it was just it was fine. They did a lot of the callbacks, you know, a uh, lot. which is a lot, a lot of cool lot. Look. Yeah, yeah, but like Wesley Snipes was good. The way he walked sideways. Every every time he came in, I was like, "That was totally silly." Uh, Leslie Jones, that moment, just a few minutes into the movie, when she's waving that candle, mm-hmm. uh, like that in that flashback, I was I laughed out loud at that. That was that was funny, but uh, it was a ridiculous premise. But of course, yeah. But everybody was good. Every my, I think what I enjoyed most about it is. I felt like they were having fun. 
It's like, I'm glad. I just like the idea of all these people being alive and getting together and getting to do this, to get the, to have this party of filming this movie. You know, that, that brought me satisfaction. All the Eddie Murphy's got to get together. Yeah. And well, get in the barbershop. J- James and, Earl Jones and John Amos. And I mean, they're not spring chickens anymore. They're, you know. Right. That's, that's what I mean. They're still career. alive. They got to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 was, that was satisfying cool. to me. And, and the music got, was good. We got a Louis Anderson cameo in there even. So still working yeah. at McDowell's. Yeah. I'm so. <laughs> See, I'm right now. I'm making fries. Pretty soon, I'll be doing salads. Then I'll be system manager. I, to me, it just did, yeah. The the callbacks were a lot of fan service, and it was it was fun. It was good seeing all these characters again, and it made sense why it wasn't you know they didn't just cash in because it was popular. It's like they could they had a new story to tell, but I just feel like it it really missed the step. Because we knew, you knew from the first minute what the plot was. Oh yeah. Because he has three daughters, and he, you know, he 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 can't have an heir, even though this oldest daughter is, you know, super qualified and should definitely take over the kingdom. I've got to go find a boy. So you know, it's a girl empowerment movie, and he's gonna learn. Wait, we can't be stuck in these old. Maybe I'm spoiling a little too much, but but like that's not what it did. The movie was obvious. But the Once I saw spend, Kiki Lane, I'm like, yeah, she's going to end up. Yeah, you know. so they got Kiki Lane in the role, and they spend no time on her character. The movie is not about her at all. It's about this boy. Let's go to America and get this boy and hang out with this boy and do funny stuff with this boy. And the movie's about, let's give women a chance. <laughs> and they <laughs> sideline the, the female characters and go do a bunch of boy stuff. It's like, that's what you had an opportunity to do something else, and you did. Like the scene that made me <laughs> laugh the hardest were Leslie Jones and and the Queen uh, singing the Humpty Dance? Like you yes. said, you could tell they were just laughing and having fun. <laughs> it's like these these characters are great, and like their interactions were great. I wanted more of that. And the daughters, the the son mm. ha, the son had no impression on me whatsoever. So uh, I, 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 yeah, just I was disappointed more, in the the, the, to, the tone it took or the direction it took. More Leslie Jones and everything, <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was totally just a party. I was glad. I liked to look, just seeing them get to do. It was. I was just happy for them. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it. we watched that and then I had go on. Well, I was just gonna say mentioning that. Good. That that whole type of movie is, um, you know, it, it's like grown ups. The first one was good, but every grown ups movie, how I don't even know how many there are, but everyone after that, I hate it. And, and I like this movie uh, enough that, yeah, I, I was satisfied by it. All those grown-ups movies, all those Sandler movies, all he does is go on vacation, take yeah. his friends, film a movie. Yeah, that's it. And get, it's always at a tropical location. And get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we watched Harlem Nights. Nick had never seen Harlem Nights, and it's on yeah. Prime. And I was like, while we're, while we're in the mood here, I was like, I quote this movie all the time. You need to understand what I'm saying. Because he was calling off work like his last day of his old job. He he was like, say, I'm going to call off. What should, what should I say? I said, say, put your mother on the phone. This is Ricky. Ain't coming home no more. See you later. <laughs> He's like, what? I was like, let's watch Harlem Nights. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was a big deal. Um, what else you got? South Park had another special. They had another special? Yeah, they had the pandemic special. Mm-hmm. Now they had their vaccination special. <laughs> okay. Is this on What's HBO that? Max? Was that uh, I'm, sure, or I didn't I'm sure it will be. It was on Comedy Central when it debuted, oh. but I'm sure it'll be mm-hmm. on HBO at some point. And they spelled South Park P P A R Q. So it was all about. <laughs> Uh, mm. QAnon and some of that yeah. kind of stuff. It was not as good. You, I, you guys both watched the uh, the, the the pandemic yeah. special, which surprised me because you had haven't watched that show in a while. But this one was not as good. Although it did start out, yeah, every episode starts out with the disclaimer 
you know, all, all voices are fictionalized, blah, 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 but they did the Muppets thing that this, you know, the following show, you know, has negative depictions of many kinds of people. Like it was basically like, you know, they parodied the, 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 the Muppets disclaimers on Disney plus. So uh, it's like, no one should watch this. Just like the Muppet. No one should watch the Muppets either. <laughs> Speaking of the Muppets, that was one other thing I've been watching. Yeah. Disney I mean, plus. That, that's, yeah, we when we sit down to eat something or whatever, we throw on an episode of the Muppets. You know, that's just yeah, that's just that, that's become habit here. We still no, haven't even made it through the first season. I have been told the Muppets were canceled, and you here you are watching the Muppets. <laughs> yep, yep. Someone I'm, lied to me. <laughs> you can't cancel me. I'm I, uh, uh, but I've watched I've watched yeah. the first few so far. Uh, yeah, there's a lot one. of episodes. There's like yeah. 120 Muppets episodes, so there's a ton in the first season. So we uh, we've made it most of the way through the first season, mm-hmm. but it's a it, it is funny how much singing there is. Nick's like everybody sings. They're all they're all singers. I was like, I was trying to explain to him where it's starting to change now, but even up to not so many years ago. I would equate the Muppet show to Saturday night live. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these actors and actresses to get where they were, they are, they came up through stage and Disney kid, Disney shows. And you had to be able to sing Yeah, and they never get to use it. Mm-hmm. And so when they come on SNL, they want to sing. You know, and when they're on the Muppet Show, they're go- they they wanted to sing back then, and they you know they wanted to get to use what a talent that they didn't normally get to use. So or or dance like uh like Rita Moreno. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, who Rita Moreno they, those was. Are, those those human those humans with Muppet heads <laughs> weird me out. <laughs> they are weird. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's a great skit, though. That's one of the classic skits yeah. where she dances with that guy and throws him around and stuff. That's a good one. Yeah. So, but That's yeah, good. They, you, get, you get plenty of Fozzie every episode. You got to watch every opening, every ending. Mm-hmm. You never skip the intro or outro. Right. There is there's a Fozzie joke in the in the intro and a different way that he gongs the thing. Yeah. Gonzo. Gonzo. And at the end, at the end, you get a stalt. Waldorf, Waldorf and Styler, whatever their names are, yeah. always have a jo- new joke. So you never skip any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, it's, it took for, it felt like it took forever to get it on Disney plus. It should not, should not have taken that long. It should have been a, you know, a very, if not first day premiere, it should have been added, you know, very early on. It's nice um, though that they are able to have stuff to add over time. It is nice. And you and, were talking about it being canceled, you know, just obviously for explaining, you know, they put like some disclaimers, warnings that some things might be insensitive or whatever, because they made a couple, there's like, I, I noticed before I saw that that was happening, that they're, you know, there's like a couple of jokes about native Americans or whatever that had here, not anything even big and just, preparing people for something might be said that was looked at differently than and mm. things, but some things just aren't on there. They have like omitted things. There's a, there's a few episodes um, and they have added some of the episodes, but there are a few, a couple episodes, I think two or three that are not on Disney plus in the U S just because of copyright issues with music and songs and stuff like that. Um, and, and but they have made some small edits and some of the some of the actual episodes just cutting some stuff out that you know might yeah, may, have, might not be appropriate today. Yeah, they had like two episodes from season five had Brooke Shields and Chris Langham that aren't mm-hmm. there. Uh, two episodes with Don Knotts are missing. Uh, the the centerpiece musical number Lullaby of Birdland. I don't know what the problem is with that. Um, just uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, Richard Pryor dropped out the last minute. Yeah, that Chris Langham. What? Who is he? 
he uh, I didn't know who he was. was I'd never heard of him. Staff writer who Yeah, well, but he ended up being a convicted sex offender. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not in there. Yeah, but anyway. Of course, I, that's fine. Whatever. The majority yeah. of it's there. It, and it is good. It is good. Oh, yeah. It's great to have was, it there. Was it ever released on like DVD box sets and mm-hmm. stuff? Or is this? Uh, it's been several new. years ago, but yes. Okay. I don't think ever. Was the whole thing? Uh, I feel like people have been try, tried to get it and couldn't ever ever get it all. But I'm not uh, sure if all five seasons were. I know like at least three were released. I thought it was all of them, but. But yeah, I feel like I was. Like, I feel like this would have been a bigger deal. Like finally, the Muppets are available. Like yeah. I, I, like I said, the copyright stuff. I'm sure there's music. Pro- you know, they they didn't all have the right copyrights to, to to do this stuff back in the day. That's why a lot of stuff when TV first started getting on DVD, a lot of it had problems <laughs> clearing mm-hmm. the music rights that they used. It's funny the watching the development of the characters because Miss Piggy right yes. off the bat. Is a different character, and uh, Gonza is very Gonza is very subdued, um, but they start to come around pretty quickly in the first season. Uh, um, it's it, it is interesting. I was looking uh, to see like because people like right off the bat are so happy to be there and they love the Muppets, and I was like, what have you even seen in the Muppets before 1976? Uh, but like Rolf was on. The Jimmy Dean show or something like that. Uh, you know, yeah, he was on, he was in commercials and stuff and Kermit uh, and earlier versions, but they actually had Muppet specials before the predated the Muppet oh, show. Okay. Um, oh, there was sense. one called like, it, it was literally called like sex drugs and, and the Muppets or something. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the end of sex and violence on television. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Muppet Show. Uh, but they were they were like an hour specials here and there that had a lot of these uh, characters or some version of them. So people I assume, know a little. I assume bit. they had guested on Sesame Street occasionally here and there or something, you know. So I heard. I, I know that they. I mean, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, performers. Yeah. And Sesame Street had been around since 69. This is 76 that these shows came out. Yeah. But it's good. It's a, it is something to pop in when you need something to watch while you're eating. Doesn't take very long. Good. That's about it. About they had a real they got a real world. Paramount Plus came out. There's all kinds of stuff on yeah. there trying to draw people in. The only thing I was even interested in was the real world world homecoming. I've watched seen every episode of that. I don't, I don't know. That's not a brag, but I've seen all <laughs> of uh, all his MTV reality things. Still watching the challenge this year. Good season, but they, uh, that's the uh, beginnings of reality television. Oh, was yeah. When they put those kids in the house in New York. This is the true story. True story. Seven strangers <laughs> picked to live in a loft and have their lives taped to find out what happens <laughs> what? when people stop being polite. Could you get the phone? And start getting real. The real world. And to get them all back together, they had the first episodes on YouTube so you could watch it and had them all back there in the same loft, yeah. except for Eric Neese. He got tested. COVID. Yeah, tested for COVID. <laughs> but uh, that was always but, uh, my favorite. I know that was like the shortest season, the original, but that was always my favorite season. And and I swear, I yeah. growing up, I'd seen those episodes so many times over and over and over. Because when that came out, it was like 1992. So I was like in seventh mm. grade. I mean, just the perfect age for that, you know, cool new idea of television um with these you know the the cast of of very diverse characters but living in new york city in the 90s it was all very exciting and and controversial and i just watched it over and over so i watched the first episode because they had it on youtube for free and i could not believe how happy it made me while while I was just watching that first episode. Because the first episode is just all, it's very happy. They're just happy to see each other. They're so excited to be in that same loft 30 years later. 
it's all just you know it's all the good stuff before yeah <laughs> before That's it like gets I, real <laughs> like at first yeah before it starts getting real um i uh i felt the same way i was happy to see that they all liked each other and stuff but then it did not make me want to go get paramount plus and watch the rest of it because mm-hmm. it stressed me out no yeah. seeing previews of me knowing too. there was going to be conflict about race and them discussing yeah. those issues that they did did back in the day, and it's going to come back up because Kevin's still Kevin, and yep. and they need to talk about it. And I get all that, but I'm just like that's just engrossed our lives for so long now that I'm like it kind of stressed me out after all the feel good vibes they were having. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a hurry to watch it. Yeah, I saw that that preview of the season they showed at the end of, of episode one, and I was just kind of like, oh, like. I I, I kind of I'm happy with episode one. Like I don't want to ruin that. <laughs> like <laughs> this was so cool, and and let's not go down that road, guys. So yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I was thinking that I I remember more of the second season when they had the the country singer. Mm-hmm. This is the true story. I remember yelling that at him down at the Sternwell Festival. He was here for the Sternwell Festival. <laughs> John, whatever his name is. John and me Brennan. and my friends were walking around. Going, yeah, me and my friends were walking around going, Beth! <laughs> <laughs> and he was just laughing because he—that's what yeah. everybody did to him. Yeah. <laughs> so you you don't have Paramount Plus? It's CBS All Access. That's, I wondered. I, I was going to ask if it rolled. Did your CBS All Access roll over into that? Or do you have if to I had it, I don't have it right now. The, okay. I I only ha- get it when uh, Big Brother's on. Okay. So the summer, if they have Big Brother this year, I'll get it for live feeds and stuff. And maybe I'll go back and watch some of that I, stuff. I think Michael has it. I think, you know, he's all, it's not Mr. expensive. Star, it's Star like Trek. anything else. You, it's like five or six bucks with commercials or 10 bucks. No mm-hmm. commercials. It's the same thing. I just really, the slate that Paramount plus dropped nothing. Uh, I can't, couldn't name another thing that's on there. So nothing grabbed my attention. I got to tell you when, before the Super Bowl this year, I got out a clean piece of paper because I was going to take notes. We were going to have a Paramount Plus show. On all the trade, you know, there's always movie trailers, TV, Mm. you know, TV, you know, for the podcast. I was going to keep track of everything that that debuted on the Super Bowl. And there was nothing but Paramount Plus. That was the only thing they talked about at the Super Bowl. And the Clarice and the Equalizer, all the CBS shows and Paramount Plus. That's all we got pretty much. Yeah. Nothing jumped out at me. We'll see if something hits the zeitgeist that has to be watched. And then well, we got to watch the Yellowstone. They're doing the Yellowstone yeah. prequel. <laughs> oh yeah, Yellowstone Origins or whatever. <laughs> Is that what it's called? No, it's Y eighteen eighty three. So it's like a Western. Oh, when is that. that supposed to happen? I have no idea. It's, it's still a way. I'm all away. over that. They, they didn't have I'll, any footage I'll, or anything. Don't tell them, but I'll pay a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> I just, do you think Kevin Costner will be in? I like hope he's his playing own, his great, his own, great grandpa. His own grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm my own grandpa. Yes. I would totally watch the hell out of that. He better be doing that. That's going to be great. All the same fact, just to get the exact same cast. Oh, you gotta get Beth in there. Rip. <laughs> if you gotta get it, you gotta get Beth in there. She already knows how to use one of them old timey bathtubs. <laughs> just jump in the trough. And that sh- on a streaming channel, you can get away with a lot more than a mm. cable channel. So Yellowstone already does some racy stuff. So Paramount Plus might just go for broke. That's what the plus is. <laughs> 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 oh, that, well, show is, put, that show is so popular that, it's that crazy. Yellowstone people love it. Probably sells a lot of trucks. Oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right so... better put Cliff to bed here. Cliff's right. got to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's got a threesome going on there, but 
<laughs> every I, I feel like a, uh, every week now or every couple weeks when we when we record, I have to come up with like a new background. So yeah, that's a good one. I like it. If I ever learned how to do a Zoom background, I would I would try to, but. Yeah. It's only been a year. I haven't figured this yeah. technology out yet. We, for, we, for we went the through non, the whole timeline earlier. For, so. for the non-patrons, he's, he's sitting in between Charlie Sheen and Jennifer Gray pre-nose job on the set of Ferris Bueller's Day Off mm. in the police in the station. In the police station, yeah. Pretty nice. Good <laughs> stuff. All right, in true fashion, go home. It's over. Well, Ferris Bueller for you. Let's I understood. I understood that. I understood reference. that reference. I caught that reference. <laughs> All right, we are going to turn back our odometers and go to bed. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time, everybody. My name is George Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.